This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wrestling Soup is intended for a mature audience. We like to use naughty words. Feels like we just did this. I know. <laughs> it's been a whole hour since we just did a show. <laughs> oh God, dude! We're like our own Asian parents at this point. Apparently, you know? why are you so? Why weak? you don't do show? <laughs> <laughs> why are you lazy? You don't do show whole hour. Whole hour. Whole hour. Uh, what uh, you do with your day? Not watch wrestling all day. Wrestling Soup, I'm Anthony Missionary Thomas, joined along with the Joey Numbers, the, Joey uh, Sam. the yes. uh, AEW post-collision show, which uh, wasn't too bad off the fucking get. I mean, there was, honestly, it's so weird, and I wonder if this is going to happen more often, but I don't know. It's really surreal to do collision after just getting done doing Money in the Bank, because yeah, it's weird. Money it's in the Bank was weird. a lot of emotions, good and bad. But it was a lot yeah. of fucking emotions. And then you kind of jump into AEW Collision and it's like, oh, like this is a good show, but it's not a good show following Money in the Bank. No, 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 no. I mean, there were some things on this that were pretty decent. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, this is what's going to hamper these shows because if even for whatever reason, and we know this isn't going to be the case, it's going to run alongside of it. Yeah. But if it just so happened to be, hey, we're going to run the Saudi shows or, you know, whatever. We're going to do a matinee, uh, what's it called, NXT pay-per-view, and then we're going to run it into this. That's going to be a long day, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not – I don't know. From from now on, if this happens again, I think we just cover the event and yeah. then hold off till maybe the next day or a day later on a Monday or something. Yeah, I mean it's the, it's summer right now, and I mean it's it's uh, honest to God, there were people that were like, "Yeah, hey, you want to go do stuff today?" And I was like, "No, not really." Right. <laughs> it's it's bad. I mean, I'm I'm telling you. Well, right I don't know now, what your weather's like. Our weather here is shit. It's been oh, dog it's, shit it's, all day. So it's pretty damn nice, but at the same oh, okay. time, like I'm just fully at the point where at the beginning of July. I, I'm just fucking still recovering. <laughs> like I'm still right, you're just resting. Like, you're yeah, resting. Yeah, I'm getting there. I mean, probably within like another week or two, I'll be like bouncing off the walls. Well, you got a little but, vacation time coming up. That'll be fun. Yes, I do. Yeah. You know, yeah. get the fuck out of your city for a little bit and uh, enjoy some of the glitz and glamour of Vegas. Yeah, that know? reminds me. I have to go, dude. God, ready for this old white guy sentence? I got to go to the New Balance outlet and get new shoes. Oh, 
stop. I'm not kidding. You dude. are kidding. Who the fuck? No. Why are you wearing New Balance, you old fart? I, have you, dude? My feet are flatter than fucking Roderick Strong's affect. Get that Skechers, bro. Skechers work. Ah, nice. they don't work. They don't. It's good for me. I'm telling you. Oh, they I don't, don't think you're well. getting the fucking. They have like the hydrofoam ones now that are amazing. Skechers, <sighs> Skechers are the ultimate dad shoe without being a dad shoe. Oh well, that's it. Is here's here's the trick of the trade, and I don't think you know this now because this is a semi-recent thing. But New Balances have found a way to weasel themselves into being semi-hip. I know that sounds insane because right. your image is the white dad shoe. Not yeah. Fi- not um. Yeah, look, uh, CJ at- threw it right up there, man. Somebody already created a gif. Yep, there for you. it is. It's called dad swag. Gross. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and when I say white, I'm not talking about the uh, physical whiteness at this point. I'm saying uh, the white shoe. The the everybody knows the New Balance. Yeah, white the Caucasian shoe. The, shoe. Yes. yes, yes. That is the official white dad shoe, right <laughs> next to I believe it's the Nike Monarch. You still wearing but, the Adidas too? Like, ugh. Oh no, 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 no! New Balance is pretty decent shoes, man. They make some nice ones. I mean, tell they're me, sponsoring us. Tell me you uh, remember the seventies when you're wearing Adidas, you know? Oh yeah, new Adidas is done. But yeah, you guys go to New Balance uh, coupon code uh, Joe's old. That's what that'll yes, be. But there you go. Yeah, no, no, that's I gotta go. I gotta get some fucking new shoes. I'm gonna be huffing probably ten plus miles a day, so I gotta be ready. Right, be prepared, man. Um, I'll be missing out on the double cage of doom death in Boston. So what a, what a shame. So the show started out tonight with uh, MJF versus, uh, I don't even, I don't remember the guy's yeah, name. I didn't even a, catch the job guy's name. A local know. talent that he just pile drove off the ropes. And that was pretty much yeah. that. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah, there you go. it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be an MJF segment, which that is appropriate for MJF. So I got it. Right. Know? And then they get into Ethan Page coming out there and Ethan Page uh, interrupting them and MJF accepting the match right there, which was. Yeah, which was slightly odd. Yeah, a little bit. I, I mean, it was one of those things where I know Ethan Page was trying, well, you know, he was really trying to get his goat. He was trying to get under his skin. But at the same time, like, this is one of my problems with MJF is he does a lot of things that I, as a viewer, go, MJF doesn't do that. Right. And it bugs me. I'll be honest with you. It just really kind of irks me because I'm like, yeah, you know, we know this character. He should know his character that him going, oh, I'll wrestle anyone. I'm like, that's what a dumb guy. Does. Yeah, that's a dumb heel. That's a that's a, that's a Baron heel. Corbin heel. Yeah, right. he doesn't want to. That's not an MJF move. So I don't know. It was fucking weird. Now, that said, was the match he had with Ethan Page bad? No. No, no. It was a solid match. match It was a good back and forth. Uh, By the way, Sentinel says uh, the guy's name was Kip Morris, the uh, job guy that took the bump and disappeared. Kip Morris. It sounds like the name of a cat in a 1980s cartoon. Sounds like a new character for AEW Fight Forever, if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Kip Morris. (laughs) What does he do? He just takes a pile driver. That's all he could do. That's that's all he's got going for him. But oh, uh, yeah, the match was solid for what it was. A lot of back and forth, but yeah. Um, yeah, he's not he's not the worst or by any stretch. Uh, Ethan Page, at least <sighs> Ethan Page is a is a pro wrestling nothing burger, truthfully. But compared to a lot of other fucking people that are around, he's pretty decent. So once this a, was fine. 
Once again, and I kind of skipped over it, presentation to open the show was fantastic. I love the fucking oh, little, yes, the, uh, the Owen Hart tribute segment or the Owen Hart tournament segment where the, all the guys are coming out real fast and they're doing, they're cutting their like five second promo and then switching over to the next guy and switching over to the next guy. I thought that was really neat. Once again, a very old school wrestling feel, um, like, like uh, studio wrestling, you know, once again, it has a nice feel to it. And then they bust into the intro and. It's good. I like that. I, I like yeah. him kind of taking those old school ideas. And it was funny too, because, you know, people were even reiterating things that you said last week, you know, when we were talking about collision, uh, even though last week was a little rough because it was right before forbidden door, but they were bringing up the fact that you can definitely tell, you know, kind of in the way that we can tell between Vince McMahon segments and triple H segments, you can definitely tell that CM Punk or other people are booking collision. And then there's the Tony Khan bookings. Oh, it's, it's, you know, clear as can be. Right. If if you wanted to have a fun game and by a fun game, I mean one that would probably piss off both of them. You could sit people and be like, guess whether this is punk or Tony Khan. (laughs) You'd be like, Oh, that sucks. That was clearly Tony Khan. And punk's like, Hey, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wait a second. That's my idea. You're like, oh, sorry, Phil. That wasn't wasn't your best work, pal. Next match on the card, we went into the uh, Owen Hart Foundation uh, men's tournament quarterfinal between uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Dustin Rhodes. Uh, This match was really good, but it kind of threw me because, man, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm getting old. But every time I see Dustin bleed, it makes me feel bad. I genuinely feel bad seeing Dustin bleed. And I know he's good for it, right? Like all those roads, people like to bleed all over the place, you know, from, from Cody to Dusty to Dustin to Brandy, like they're just blood everywhere. And, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't like seeing it. I don't know. Make, makes me an old fuddy duddy or something, but I just don't like seeing him bust. Well, do you know what it also is too for Dustin Rhodes is it just doesn't feel like he needs it. He doesn't need to be doing shit like right. that. That's the, that to me is the big killer is sometimes you see people and you go, uh, he just needs to be the elder statesman. Right. He just needs to bump and sell and show a little fire. And by the way, he's so much bigger than all these other guys. Like my, he's he looks, Hobbs. that's what I was. Oh my God. That threw me off. Cause I, I, yeah. I, I know, Co- I, I mean, I know Dustin's a big guy, but man, you look at Hobbs compared to everybody else in the roster. You're like, Oh my God, Hobbs is a fucking a horse he's a goddamn walking <laughs> right. elephant of muscle. And then he's standing next, next to Dustin. And it's like, wait a minute. Why are you smaller than Dustin? Yep. Yep. Well, that's it is AEW. Even some of their dudes that are big jacked guys. And I mean, it's not like there's a ton, right? They're kind of like five ten. Yeah. Wardlow isn't that spoiler alert and like still like Wardlow and I've given him shit for it or whatever, but he's not that, tall no Wardlow just looks really tall well he's well proportioned he's, he's like built right. correctly like there's some people and obviously everybody has different builds but he's a very barrel chested big motherfucker like that's the way he looks if he was right. six foot six he'd be scary as hell oh god yeah he would look like uh one of the harris brothers or what's wow. what's the name uh he'd look like uh fucking nash yeah but right yeah and, well maybe he wouldn't have the same feelings and beliefs. Right, it looked like Harris a Goldberg brothers. or something with that kind of size on him. It'd be crazy. Well, I remember when he was going to be Goldberg. No. 
remember that. But no, I mean, yeah, Hobbs just he didn't look that big in this, but this was fine. Yeah, no, he he won uh, via spine buster on the Dustin, and they fucking there was a couple times I I was listening with the the audio off, so I didn't have a chance to listen to the guys talk. But you know, there was a couple times I thought Dustin won. I was like, holy shit, Dustin won this thing. Because even guys in the chat were talking about like, man, oh man, wouldn't it be a cool thing? Matter of fact, it was uh, Dr. Brian Wright who was thinking, he's like, wouldn't it be an interesting thing if they had Dustin win this a la Jake the Snake and King of the Ring and kind of make his way down there and be the old guy that makes it to the end? And I'm like, that would be interesting. That would be very interesting because the problem with the tournaments, and this is just my feel on it, collision is in dire need of feuds. And we get a little bit of that at the end of the show tonight. But they are dire in dire need of brand feuds, of feuds and storylines that are specific to collision. And the problem with tournaments are they're a collection of exhibition matches, which is not right. going to help collision in the long run. They need a reason for people to tune in to follow the story that's going on. And it's like if well, they're not going to do that with collision, it's going to start yeah. feeling like Rampage 2.0 real quick. I mean, it slightly does already, but I mean, t- two things. I'm giving them leeway. This is the third week of the show. And I know I saw a whole bunch, I, you know, the, the different reviewers and, you know, they're saying like, where are the, the storylines already? I'm like, just let's give it a, give it a minute. Okay. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Because yeah. Dynamite had three and a half years and it has no stories. Yeah. So well, let's give them three and a half months. You know, like, let's just see what they can do. But also, too, just the crazy thing about this tournament, and I know that this is kind of a moot point considering what AEW is, but for as big of, like, uh, poor old marks as these guys are, why don't they do a J-Cup? Right. Like a J-Cup. Like, instead of, and by the way, I know that's like a heavyweight tournament for them, too, but. Uh, if they decided, hey, instead of this forbidden door <laughs> thing where we try to make, I know. <laughs> I, just, I just caught that. I'm like, wait a minute. J-Cup is not heavyweight, Joey. What are you talking <laughs> well, about? A, yeah, well, to them, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Man. I know. In, in AEW, you just wish, I mean, it, it's all the same. You're like, did you get the large pizza? Did you get the small pizza? <laughs> What'd you get? You driving an SUV? You driving around in a little, little fucking buggy car? Right. I don't know. But no, it, it, something like that, instead of trying to dust off 50-year-old Japanese guys and, you know, with one and a half knees between all of them, <laughs> if they were like, hey, let's have a J-Cup tournament, I'd be like, wow, that's well, actually if they made on- it, If they made it specific to fucking collision, I'm all for it. But I, right, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then have it culminate in a pay-per-view, fine. That's fine with me. Man, do you and, think and- they'll actually do that? That's another real interesting question because they're still running the mm-hmm. – the minimal pay-per-view format. Do you think that there's a potential down the road that they would have just a collision brand pay-per-view? Do you think that might be in the works? No, because it's the young bucks still. The young bucks won't let that happen. Oh. I mean, we've already seen what this game looks like and the way that they've edited and how clear it is. There's it's still the black sheep. It's gonna be the black sheep brand, man. Yeah. We know this. Like it's very, very obviously going to be that. But with all that said, I mean Show the show was fine. There was a few other matches too, right? Oh yeah, no, we're gonna go on. So after Powerhouse Hobbs, but yeah, the J the J Cup would be a great idea if it wasn't all their heavyweight uh, contenders. They had a uh, another squash match between Miro and Anthony Henry of uh, the Workhorsemen. 
Ah, and he just fun. went in there and fucking just beat the shit out of Henry. And that was it. It was, it was over. And I think it was like 23 seconds, 24 seconds. So and good. Build up the people that are actually stars. Don't you yeah. think though? And, and this was where my argument came into the, to the chat earlier too, talking with the other people here. I was like, man, Miro should be in a match with someone. And I know that the, the response was like, well, Miro hasn't been around in a minute. He's got to build himself up. I'm like, what better way to build himself up than by putting him out there against someone? Almost like the way that MJF came out there against uh, Guy in yeah, the beginning. Yeah, Guy. Yeah. yeah, and then Ethan Page came out there. That's how I think that should have been Miro. That should have oh. been the thing that they did for Miro. MJF could have just had a straight match with Ethan Page and didn't need the, the, the guy. Yeah, Whereas, you're not wrong, but what what they're running right now, dude, and I'm pretty sure of this because this is the oldest wrestling trick in the book, and it's CM Punk uh, booking most of this, and Miro's probably going along with it because he's actually listening to somebody that knows what they're doing. Sure. Miro's going to beat up bums for like a couple months or a month and a half. Right. Just beat them mercilessly. And then one day he's going to go too far with one of the bums and keep beating up one of the bums, and then we'll come you know, an actual guy on the roster mm. just to keep, just to build with it, you know, make sure we know he's a heel. He's an asshole. He can beat anybody in a minute and then he'll go against somebody else on the roster and he'll go five minutes. Like it's a, it's a track meet. It's not a marathon, right. you know? So they'll do something with them eventually. Hopefully the, we had the second Owen Hart uh, tournament match next with uh, juice Robinson taking on Ricky Starks. But before that all came down, we had bullet club gold, uh, with an in-ring and obviously the, the the promo where they called out CM Punk too. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? I didn't hate this because they look like wrestlers. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm very tired of the Bullet Club thing. I think it's very fucking hack at this point. It's for God's sakes. It's like crank that soldier boy in 2020. <laughs> like, oh my God. We It's like, let me kiss you through the phone. I'm like, yeah, this is fucking dated. Uh, right. The Bullet Club thing is dated. But You've got some good players in there, so it's it's fine. You got well, the they young- revealed too that the guns are in Bullet Club Gold now too, yeah, which I fine. thought was interesting. I, yeah, yeah, they're both they're both young. Uh, they look like men, right? <laughs> like they look like actual well, kind of like. And I mean, is it a little on the nose deal? that the guns are in Bullet Club? I mean, I'm just saying, guys, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Who would know the Marlboro Brothers would be in the cigarette pack? <laughs> <laughs> How did they come up with that? <laughs> oh my God. Who thought of this crazy concept? No, I, it's it's. But you know what? Even if it's obvious, good. Yeah. I like I like the guns. I think they have a lot of potential. Yeah. I think Juice is, dude. Juice won me over, man. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't crazy about him at first. He came off as kind of generic. Hated his fucking Steve-O voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, what's his name there? Old uh, Gun Abs, dude. Right. Jay, Jay White, I started to... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. See him very, and I think this was a very fair assessment, is generic guy with leather jacket and abs making gun hands. Sure. 55, how many thousand? How many guys have we seen that uh, work Japan and come back with the leather jacket? Oh, it's the same. Jay yeah, White, all- Davey Richards. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, Finn, even fucking Finn, Finn Balor, was kind of yeah. the, uh, he was kind of the original abs leather jacket guy. He was the, the that, original abs leather jacket guy? Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was, <laughs> he was patient zero. <laughs> he was patient zero, and then he came fucking Kenny Omega. Yeah, he did Kenny the Omega. abs yeah. and the hair, and uh, I guess you could, AJ Styles was like Actually, you know who the original be? Hmm. Stan Hansen. You should have known that. No, vest. He wore a vest. <laughs> Don't you don't stand handsome. He wore a vest, Mish. He wore a vest. Alex Wright wore a vest, too. There's a difference. Jacket, vests. Jacket, So different. Vests. Yes, Sean. So different. Oh, it, it is so different. It's two degrees outside. What do you want? A jacket or a vest? But freeze your fucking arms off? Wait, oh, wait you want your torso coverage? No. It was a vest. <laughs> He's a vest man. Oh no, they're they're correcting you on Alex Wright. Yeah, he wore a jacket. Oh, you're right, he did. He wore a jacket. Oh, he did wear he wore vests as well, but yeah, you're right, he did wear a jacket. <laughs> Damn it. But he wasn't but he wasn't an ab guy. Uh, no, he, he wasn't was an he, ab guy. He wasn't an ab guy. No, no, he yeah, he wasn't all fucking ripped up. He wasn't yeah. getting that good Japanese uh fucking gas over yeah, there. Those cum gutters. Uh but <laughs> mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the match was okay. Starks uh, almost killed himself on that middle rope I when he know. fell right into it face first. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so. I really, really like Ricky, and he has a good aura to him. Yes. Uh, he, he's built a little too much like Beavis, but uh, other than that, he he makes me nervous sometimes, man. He does do some shit in the ring where I'm like, it just looks... It's always towards himself, too, by the way. I'm not sitting there being like, this guy's beating the shit out or being reckless with other people. Right. He does stuff in a ring where I'm like, dude, are you are you in control of your body? Right. Well, even his and tornado it, DDTs look great, but they're so wide. Yeah, like, he, he yeah. does, like, a real wide tornado DDT. Like, But you know what? You look at him. He's a pretty lanky guy. Yes. Yeah, he you is. Know? He's got that. Well, you know what? This is one of the funny things about you know, wrestlers, when you talk about them having certain body types as human beings, just living their lives, these are fine. <laughs> these are fine physiques. Like, right. Yeah. Adam, Adam Cole is very, very, very thin, 
But if Adam Cole was a guy that worked at the fucking kiosk at the mall, yeah. no one would care. No. Ricky Starks has got that long, skinny kind of build. Right. Once again, if he's just a regular guy working at a fucking cubicle, he looks job, like a guy that would be fine. playing basketball. That's what Ricky Starks looks like. If he wasn't wrestling, he looks like he has the physique of a guy who's fucking shooting hoops. Uh, he's not tall enough, though. That's the thing. Yeah, he's, but he's still got that fucking that runner's body, like the dude who's going you. back and forth on the court all day. You know? Yeah, he's got more of a wingspan. Yeah, he's playing soccer. He's playing something right. like that. Right. Yeah. But yeah, he's this match was it was good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna say it was bad. What are you gonna? No, it was a fine match. Yeah. So uh, Ricky Sark's obviously taking the win. Um, after the match, uh, Bullet Club Gold got in their face, but uh, FTR and CM Punk made the save. So we're obviously building up something between Bullet Club Gold and CM Punk and the boys. Yeah, good. Well, that's one of the things they were talking about in the first week, right? You know. Once again, week three. We're only right. on week three. Which is what you want. So, yeah, this is one of the feuds that are kind of opening up, so that's good. Uh, next match we had up on the card was Chris Statlander versus Lady Frost. Didn't mind it. I thought it was actually a really good match. Uh, yeah. Statlander, as people are pointing out, too, um, that she's ditched the alien gimmick. Although she's still doing the creepy camera stare, which I fucking love. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's so creepy. She just stops. Aubrey's over here at the end of the match trying to hand her the belt and like she's like prodding her with it, and just Statlander's not breaking contact with the camera at all. Just like <laughs> go away, kid. You fucking bother me, Aubrey. And I was just like, well, it's just, I mean, I, she bothers I all of us. Well, so I get that. <laughs> <laughs> that but, wasn't even a part of her usual gimmick, Miss. She just right. wanted Aubrey to go away. Uh, no, no. She's uh, by the way, I like both of them. I think Lady Frost actually like. I find myself saying this a lot on this show now. She looks like an athlete. Yeah. At least specifically on the collision one. And she I've seen like her a few athlete. times. She she's move. an ROH girl. Like I, I've seen yeah. Lady Frost a few times. You know, well, so. she's this. She has the combination of things that you're supposed to give this person a try to do well on television. She's got a good body. She's got a pretty face. But she they slowed her around. down. She's an acrobatic girl. Like she's a girl who's yeah. dancing all over the place. Uh, she wasn't doing any of that in this match. And I don't know right. if that and was in favor of Statlander or if that's kind of the direction that Collision has where they kind of keep things a little bit more grounded. Because once again, even the Ricky Starks match with Juice and everything feels a little bit relaxed. Like everything isn't about doing super kicks off the top rope while fucking making ramen noodles before you hit the ground. It's 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 <laughs> yeah, a little bit more paced, you know? It's supposed to be a, what's that? Snap my fingers a couple times. Wrestling show. Ah, there we yes. Go. There you go. Yeah, it's not uh, tumbling. But uh, after that, uh, Statlander gets the win. The Saturday Night yeah. Fever. We go on to Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe. Um, with CM Punk calling the action. At this point, actually, I, I wasn't really listening either. We were talking in the chat about uh, Money in the Bank and other things going on to old video games and shit. And obviously, AEW Fight Forever, which is on everybody's lips. Uh, okay, match. It was okay. Roderick Strong. I, uh... Got murdered out there by Samoa Joe. Uh, it was a good back and forth for the most part. And Roderick Strong is kind of a boring guy to me. Like, I'm not. Roderick a Strong is a snooze, dude. I mean. Yeah, that's... I'm not a big Roderick Strong guy, but him working with Samoa Joe, I almost felt bad for him. It was almost like Joe was taking control of the night. And you started to, uh, I started to feel bad because all of a sudden Roderick Strong is this puppy that's getting kicked in the corner 15 fucking times and you can only <laughs> listen to a cry for so long before you're like can you can you just fucking end it already 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, just, 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 uh, yeah, let it be. Yeah. But now Roderick Strong is like, I mean, he's an easy guy to, to both pick on, but now because so many people are not that good, he's also a guy you could, you, you, you put him on a pedestal, but you kind of point at the pedestal and go, yeah, that's boring though. <laughs> right. But he's like, an older guy too. He's an yeah. older ROH guy. So him and he's Joe have had, year old guy. Yeah. Him and Joe have had matches before. It's just, he, Roderick Strong has never been a main event guy, at least to me. And I know that no. he was a big main event for ROH for many years. And people loved him. They gave him the fucking belt for years. Well, he was the work miss. He was the work rate guy. And for ROH at that time, that was what they wanted. Right. Right. You know what I mean? He was he was a Davy Richards without the attitude. Oh, absolutely. That's what yeah. they liked. Yeah. They liked him because he was a guy where for all intents and purposes, he a Florida kid, uh, trained hard, looked in good shape, yeah. and yeah, they never had any problems with him. Yeah, but Roderick now, I mean, he still physically looks good, but he's a he's a 40-year-old man. Right. He's been wrestling for 20 years, and for the love of God, he's never found the ability to get any charisma in that time. What right. do you do? Yeah, no, nothing. It's, it's, it's he's nothing. limited. It's he's just, limited by bleh. that, right? Well, Joe beat his ass and fucking choked him out to score the fucking victory, and after the match, uh, you had the... Uh, you had the run over by the stretcher people and Adam, Adam Cole came running down to the ring and CM Punk and Samoa Joe are doing the death stare, which once again, is CM Punk starting multiple feuds by himself at this point? <laughs> like is just CM Punk going to be the anchor of collision? Cause of now it looks yeah. like him and Samoa Joe might have some heat, which once again, there's a classic feud, you know, the ROH and AEW fans love the classic feuds. You can't get more classic than Joe versus Punk. And maybe that's a setup for down the future too. Well, this is a, this is one of those things in wrestling that has become lost due to the fireworks display or what we were talking about earlier with the thing with the Usos and, uh, and Roman and solo there. Yeah. It's either a fireworks show or, a, a just a melodramatic over the top. It's got to go on and on and on and on. As opposed to being able to tell these little stories in bursts, I will Do say, you know what I mean? yeah, I will say this, and we talked about this during the, uh, the, the while we're watching the show. I was pretty amazed as to how seamlessly, how flawless, how just easy it looked for Roderick Strong to flex Joe up for a backbreaker. Oh, he's strong. I mean, dirt. I mean, uh, yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> but I mean, Joe is a big yeah. fucking boy. And even big guys like that, you'll see somebody struggle to pick them up. You know, that's, that's, I don't know if that's intentional all the time or if that's just the way it is. Strong picked him up like he was picking up Adam Cole. I was like, Jesus Christ, you're, are you really that strong, Roderick? You know? <laughs> well, Joe's also jumping for him. Joe's giving him, Joe ain't sandbagging. Right, but strong. he respects the kid. You of know? course. He respects got, the man. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it just the way it looked, I was like, God damn. Like maybe yeah. that should be your gimmick. Like I really am strong, you know? Oh no, he was, that was his thing was I was Mr. Back. He was Mr. Backbreaker right. for a long time back in the day. That was kind of his, uh, one of his, I, I know, many- but Joe is such a big dude. It's like, I don't know. Cause Joe is like the same size as Umaga was right. Weren't they close in size? I think so. Well, Joe is also another guy too, where I'm like, I don't want to spoil it, but Joe's five ten, five eleven. Right, right, right. 
I mean, but he's just, he carries himself like a dude that's, he carries himself like he's six fucking five. Right. But he's an average height man. Uh, but no, I mean, this match was, I'll tell you, if you'd have told me in 2023 that I would be watching Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe, and it's not sad. Right, right. I, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have been like, yeah, come on. Samoa Joe will be retired. Roderick Strong's a fucking, is boring as shit. He'll find a job at the Saltine factory or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're saying Samoa Joe. So I'm looking up on Wiki. <clears throat> well, we'll just throw it right there. He's six foot two. Umaga was six foot four. Umaga was 350, and Joe is billed at 282, but I think it might be higher than that. I don't know. It's just it's just somebody like picking up an Umaga and throwing him around is just unless you're Brock Lesnar, I'm not expecting it. I'm just saying it was just a cool it was a cool little moment where everybody in the fucking chat, we had like 20, 30, 40 people in there. Everybody just shut the fuck up and watched Strong do that. And I was like, wow, that was impressive. So but yeah, that was the uh that was AEW collision for the night. It Wasn't was, a bad show. Fine. Ups and downs. I, I really think that the MGF Ethan Page match didn't belong, didn't feel like it belonged. I am totally fine with less Tony Schiavone. They could totally get oh, rid of that. Gosh, I know that please. they had the Andrade uh, Malachi Black shit going on, too. I think they could have focused on that a little bit more, which was like kind of Passover. Oh, I forgot about that, dude. I don't think I've ever, uh, not ever, but at least in the recent memory, had a guy that I liked as much as Tommy and Malachi Black, yeah. Alistair Black, whatever the fuck he's been called. To where now I look at him and I just go, hey, do something. Right. Fucking do anything. Because this, unless he is, you know, I don't know, taking care of some sort of injury long term or whatever. I'm like, this guy can work. Right. And, And he's menacing. Like, he's not. This isn't brave fucking Tubby Wyatt. (laughs) <laughs> who shows up with the meat sweats right. and says, I'm going to put on a fucking new metal mask with my dumb shitty shit locks and pretend to be a scary guy. Right. Malachi black is fucking, he's a tough dude. He's a fighter. Like, and instead, what does he do? He's like, Oh, but the TV. Oh, oh, I have your mask and Oh, it's, come on, man. And, and I guess I'm kind of, you know, betraying what I was saying earlier. All right. You know, Joe, give it time. Slow burn. Right. right Maybe they'll right. get to it. But at this point, we're at how many months of Malachi Black not doing much of anything? Yeah, that's been the thing, too. And it's really yeah. starting to get frustrating because it's like you'll have other people go out there like Buddy and shit like that. And it's like, at what point do we get Malachi Black to square up? And I'd like to see the match with uh, Andrade. I think that's the place that you go. I think you start building that feud up, but you need more of it. You need more than a 30 second segment, you know, whereas you're wasting three minutes with fucking Tony Schiavone and bullet club gold, not saying that the bullet club gold segment was bad necessarily in itself, but they had the back segment and then they had the in-ring segment. It's like, do we really need two separate segments of the same guys? No, like it's just, and that's where it's like when we were talking earlier about Tony booking versus punk booking, it's like that Tony Schiavone shit. Every time Tony steps out in the ring out there, it's like, ugh, go the fuck away. You're one of the <laughs> worst parts of me seeing AEW. I'll take anybody. I'll take that hot chick with the fucking porno platforms on that's been walking around the rings lately. I don't even know what the fuck her name is, but have her do the interviews. I'm fine with it. It's like 
Tony bothers me. He really fucking bothers me. Yeah, I find him annoying. And I think that a part of the reason why he probably bothers both you and I, as we know, it's like a pet. He's a pet. Right. Like, they're like, oh, remember when he used to yell about Sting? Yeah. He's not there because he's talented. No. He's not there because, you know, oh, my God, Tony Schiavone's adding to the show. No, he's a fucking pet. Drew Yari says that girl's name is Harley Cameron. Is that who it is? Uh, Coming to the stage, Harley Cameron. That sounds about right. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, she's all right. I don't know. I don't know if that's her because, I mean, I I guess I was staring at the... I mean, I was... Yeah. Is this her? I guess. Oh, okay. I actually... I know a little bit. She's um, she's an Orlando girl. I think she's a... She's from fucking Florida. I've heard things of her. She's she, cute. Her, her boyfriend, her husband's a wrestler too. She oh, just she's married. Someone. You just blew it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was rooting for you too, man. I'm sorry. I ruined your chances. <laughs> Damn guys. All right. But never I mean, mind. Seriously. Yeah. All right. So we're throwing up pictures of this girl, Harley Cameron. Who would you rather see, guys? She looks like Maurice there. Harley Cameron or Tony Schiavone? Can somebody yeah, find I... a Tony Schiavone picking a bikini? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'd rather I think I'd rather see that girl sitting on the fucking toilet. No, wait, never mind. Oh well, uh, sure. Yeah, she's taking a shit. I'd rather watch her take a shit. No, wait, wait <laughs> where am I going with this? Then look at Tony Schiavone. I found ever. I found kind of a picture. Oh, is this him in a Great American Bash? Eight, nine, 1889. Fuck. 1989. Is that, is that him? All right. I got to show this. Is that Wait, him? Is Tony Schiavone? Is that Tony at the top there wearing the, the, the fucking cross-colored shorts? Oh, that's a Photoshop. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah it fucking is. You're right. You're right. Slob, my bad. Slob rat in the corner. Oh, there. my goodness. You see pig vomit hiding in the Yeah, you're right. I didn't look at the other pictures. I was trying to fucking figure out if that was Tony. By the way, did I tell you the... Uh, yes. Or did I not tell you? Did I send you the clip of Eric Bischoff saying that Jungle Boy is fucking awful? Oh, yeah. And, did uh, we even... I think... Did we play that? No. No, I don't think we did. Oh. But maybe I... I don't know. I'll see if I can... Did I send it to you? Well, it's I mean, like I heard it. Long. I heard it, which was pretty funny, actually. Oh, I mean, dude, Eric Bischoff great. is over there apologizing the whole fucking time. Well, Come he's on. he was being so okay. I found it. He was being so nice about it. Like Eric Bischoff was really, really trying his hardest to not shit on this kid, right? And <laughs> fucking pig vomits. Like, you think he was just having a bad night, right? Right. Was he just high up in a bad um, night? Oh, thank you, E Rock. I was yeah, just I got it right here. Yeah. All right, let's go. Yeah. And um, less than impressed. It, 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 I just, I, I don't get it. You know, I, I don't want to be critical. Um, but he, Jungle Boy's work just, I, I tweeted it out last night. He couldn't, he couldn't crack an egg with a hammer. It just yeah. didn't look believable to me. So much so that it actually, I don't want to say it made me embarrassed to, to be a wrestling fan, but it was just, he was out of place. <laughs> he should not have been on that show. Embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. Jesus, Eric. <laughs> like, that is that is some of the hardest criticism you could throw at a dude. I don't want to say 
that I was embarrassed. Right. I don't want to say <laughs> as a guy who ran a multi-million dollar company and made people lots and lots of fucking money and entertained millions upon millions of people, but watching your matches makes me embarrassed to be a fucking wrestling fan. Like, yeah. God damn, Eric. Why don't you just stab him in the throat, Eric? Just well, let the fucking the, the fog come out of the wound. Well, let me let me ask you this. This is how you know, too. All right. I have not even asked yet. I'm just going to say it. This is how you know that he means what he's saying. Oh, yeah. Because he's saying it as nicely as possible. Right. It's right. not right. that jungle boy is the shits. That kid's no good. Yeah, he's not he's, looking for a reaction. He's no. He's opening up something in himself just to even say this. Yeah, because I'm sure that like he knows he knows that somebody, probably the kid himself, is going to hear somebody right. pass this along to him where he's going. Well, Eric Bischoff said you're shitty. Not that Jungle Boy probably fucking cares because I don't think the kid's bright enough to care, but. that's why Bischoff's saying, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to, as opposed to if he was just talking shit, like he's like, that match fucking sucked. Right. He's like, well, that's kind of subjective, I guess, you know, somebody might like it. I know, but the weight, my, my whole thing is the weight of him saying that when you compare what he's done for the wrestling world, one way or another, whether you like him or hate him, you can't take away the accomplishments that he created for WCW alone let alone everything right. else, let alone what he did in WWE, let alone what he did in Impact TNA. Well, uh, Mish. But it, it's just wait. so wild. It, it it bears the same weight as Jim Cornette, but Jim Cornette flies off the handle a lot. So people are used to Jim Cornette saying horrible things. Eric Bischoff is a lot more reserved. Dude, I've got both of his books. Both of his books are a bit reserved. Like, they're very honest. You could tell that Eric Bischoff, when mm-hmm. he wrote Controversy Creates Cash, you know, and the new book, and I'm sorry, I forgot the, the title of it off the top of my head. You can tell that when he was writing these books, he was writing them from a place deeper than just the topical conversations we have on the show or the topical conversations people have on social media. It's not Jungle Boy sucks, and this is why. It's like, God damn, dude. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's a heavyweight, but. Let me- well, Mish, but I know we'll play the rest of the clip, but I just want to point this out. I don't think you even need those accolades to realize this kid's not good. Yeah, but it means more, doesn't it? Doesn't it mean more coming from an Eric Bischoff? Oh, no, no, of course. But I'm saying, like, if you were just a a dude that worked indies in the 90s, you saw this kid and go, this kid's not ready. Right, right. For anything. But yeah, yeah, the rest of the clip's fucking also hilarious. (laughs) And And I can't put my finger on it. It just looked, it looked non interested is the way I felt yep. about it. You know, I, I don't know how else to describe you think it. that you think maybe he, I, I didn't pick up on that, but I appreciate your, uh, feedback, yeah, of course you didn't. Cause you're you a Mark to set up the turn at the end. The forearms and some of the things that he was laying in there <laughs> looked like he was trying not to make contact. And it, yeah. it, it just looked like he was, you thought he had an off night. Yeah, I hope. Oh, yeah, that was it, dude. Yeah, 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 one night. Yeah, 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 because this was the only night that Eric Bischoff has ever seen Jungle Boy. Like, this isn't coming from a weighted performance of watching Jack Perry. Look, and that was the thing that even me and you brought up when we saw the Forbidden Door shit. 
because we were down on it too, at least in this aspect, because it's like, wait a minute, he just did the four pillars match with MJF and fucking everybody else, right? Where he was a good guy still after fighting Christian for what felt like almost years going, I don't want to be a bad guy. I'm a good guy. I don't want to be a bad. I stand for truth and honor. And then as soon as the four pillars shit was up, he turns on hook the very fucking first chance he gets. <laughs> it's it's just the dumbest setup. Yeah, well, none of it, Mish, none of it makes sense. None of it is thought ahead of past fucking Tony Khan's uh, booger sugar. It's right. not thought ahead. Just uh, the fact, and I, I almost forgot about this, but the whole thing with uh, Jericho and Sammy at the Forbidden Door and oh. all the tension between them, right? Do you remember the finish at the uh, – oh, God, which one was it? Oh, the, the fucking Adam Cole and Jericho, the terrible, terrible match, right? Mm-hmm. Remember how Aubrey Edwards did the whole like, oh, I do declare this oh, is yeah. too violent for me. Too I must violent. stop it. Yes. I can't watch no more. I just can't take it. And she throws in the towel for Chris Jericho. Right. Knowing that we were going to have a program, uh, allegedly knowing, because we're so good at booking and things so far ahead, uh, knowing we were going to have a program two months forward, continuing to happen where Sammy and Jericho had tension. Uh, How do you not have Sammy throw the fucking towel? Right. 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 This is not high order thinking, dude. This is uh, thinking uh, fucking 30 seconds ahead of the future. Do you know how dogs get the bowls with the lines in them so they don't eat too fast and barf? (laughs) Right. Like that's kind of what I feel like Tony Khan needs. He needs a not barf all over yourself bowl Mm. because he's just like, oh, I'm excited. There's food in the bowl. And you're like, well, no, Tony, slow down. Slow down. You're going to puke all over yourself if you eat that too fast. And he's like, but the chef boy are they? You're like, all right, dude. Well, enjoy your explosive diarrhea and your show something. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. But, yeah, just stuff like that. Like, I, I had that thought this morning because I'm just watching random fucking clips and stuff that comes up. And I'm like, wait a second. Didn't they involve fucking ref horsey face and have her throw in the towel for him when they had a half dozen fucking other guys with them? And then the story that they decided to tell going forward is Sammy wants to be his own man, but he also wants to be pals of Jericho. Like this is not right. It's it's simple. It's fucking simple. They just don't think ahead. And that's why, like I said, I'm giving collision a little more time because you got people there that actually seem to be able to think past their own fucking noses, if you will. Yeah. Like he was. You thought he had an off night. Yeah. I, just I hope it was night. just an off night because if, if, if that's, if that's an example of some of his best work and him getting up for a major show in front of a huge audience, I don't know, man. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not yeah. wrong. That's exactly the problem is if this is his off night, you know, when he's supposed to be focused on the best, then he's not doing well. And I think that's, that's a realistic uh, take that Tony Khan and the rest of the people in AEW need to look at. I think that's the biggest issue right there is that people look at, I think jungle boy gets a pass because of who daddy was. And I hate to say that even now 
even though his dad's passed and stuff like that, I think he gets a lot more. He's given a lot more just because of his background, because let's be honest too. And this is, this is going to be an ugly thing. Rich kids don't get enough. I was right. Well, here's the thing too, is he probably has weird connections that maybe Tony Khan likes too. Maybe, maybe he still gets invited to special celebrity parties and maybe he can drag Tony along with him. You know what I mean? Cause it's such a weird company where I think that people wouldn't even expect Vince to ever have done this, right? Like if Vince wanted celebrities, he would just drag him out to WrestleMania. Say, I'll pay you and like, come hang out and shit. And we'll fucking do WrestleMania. Like that to me is how Vince would do things. But Tony, Tony seems like he's part of a different ilk that he wants to be a part of the cool kids club. And of course, yeah, guys like fucking Luke Perry's son is probably one of those people that can get him into the cool kids club or at least a cool kids party. You know, it's, I don't know. Mish, he was dressing up like orange Cassidy as a Halloween costume. I know. He just wants to be liked. I know, but he wants to be liked by people he thinks are cool or his peers or who he thinks are his peers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because he's like, because I mean, if if you took him to a rich guy party, right? What would Tony Khan rely on? Would he rely on his wrestling knowledge? No. Would he rely on his anime knowledge? No. Would he rely on the fact that his dad is rich and owns football clubs and he owns part of the Jacksonville Jaguars and he has ownership of AEW, his financial yeah. stuff? Ding, 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 ding. That's, yeah, that's the only he thing to, he has. Yeah. Right. So it's like, of course, he's going to need people like Jack Perry when he's hanging around with celebrities. Oh, this is my good friend, Tony Khan. Oh, by the way, he, you ever hear of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Oh, there's the guy. That's the guy right there. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying this is how it happens, but I can see it. I can fucking see it happening like that. Jericho too. Jericho is another guy constantly involved with music and an outside, like the rebel stuff. And he does radio and shit like that. Tony Khan probably loves hanging out with Jericho when he does just because Jericho gets invited to the cool kids club every once in a while, you know? Yeah. Well, the, this is one of those, like, I, this is Tony's midlife crisis. We know that. Oh yeah. I, this was, it, it, it's just crazy how a man rounding 40, that liked wrestling just randomly decided to spend billions of dollars on a wrestling company where he gets to hang around a bunch of other guys that are kind of going through their midlife crises too. They have a uh, clout, if you will, to feed into him. Right. And he has a bottomless pit of money. Yeah. I mean, that makes so, me want to party with him, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I get it to a degree. I mean, you know what? If, if you had a good friend, or if you had somebody, you met some guy, you're like, ah, this guy's pretty cool. And it just so happened that he's got money out the ass or his right. family has money out the ass. And he's like, hey, you want to come hang out at my parents' fucking cool, like crazy giant fucking beach house or something like that? You'd be like, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's and it's hard though, too, because I, you know, I'm not one to boohoo for the, for the rich kids, but it will shade every sort of relationship or interaction you'll have in your life. Yeah, of course. And it does make it tough. And I like that. That's he's not relatable. When you have that much money, you're not relatable. You don't really have peers in that society unless there are other people with that much money. 
And it's like at that point, if you're just dealing with other people that your like-minded interest is how much money that dad has, you're not really building stable relationships. At least I don't think so. I don't want to sit there and say that the rich, the the rich have it so hard, but, (laughs) but in my opinion, I would assume that the rich don't really know how to socialize like the normies because they're not in any way. No, 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 no. Cause your financial status in life is who you are. It's who you are. It reflects usually on your ability to, to do certain things and how to function and live your life. I mean, that's, that is just what it is. It's like when people have the conversations where, you know, whatever it might be, nationality or, uh, you know, ethnic background race or whatever the fuck it is where people get so fixated on it. Where they're like, yeah, well, we're all the same, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if you know this, right. but I'm pretty sure a white doctor and a black doctor want to hang out with uh, each other before they want to hang out with the fucking garbage man. Right, right, right. Yeah, blue because collar versus it, white collar. It, it, I mean, there's a reason why yeah. there's not just social classes, but social economic classes that are all based upon your job profession. You know, right. Job profession, just profession. Jesus Christ. Good, good, good. Job. I'm going to go to work job. Like, okay. I have job profession. Sorry. Well, no, at the, <laughs> but at the same time, but Mish, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of common sense. And somebody would say, what are you, what are you saying? People that they can't be friends. They can't get along. Sure. Like, but that's, of course you can, but, but that's not the norm. That's the fucking, uh, what is it? Like the, the mouse test. Like the white right. mice and the black mice and the brown mice, sure they can fucking hang out and fuck, but at the end of the day they go back to their own <laughs> nests. I'm sorry, I've seen the test. I forgot it's got an actual name to it, but yeah, it's like damn, fucking, you're talking, man. These these mice are freaky. These fucking Majin boos, man. Uh, damn. But uh, other news, Ricky, uh, Alexa, Ricky uh, called into the show, friend of the show. Um, hmm was actually at Money in the Bank and uh, was giving me a little bit of tidbits on what was going on. Um, So when we were talking about the Roman Reigns stuff uh, earlier, obviously in the show that we did earlier today, there was a lot of faces that he was making to the crowd. And we couldn't hear, or we really didn't hear a lot of the stuff that was being said by the crowd. But basically they were calling him a wanker or a jerk off or a jag off. And so like, thousands of people are calling Roman Reigns a jag off and it kind of threw him off, off his game, which is kind of funny to hear about. Apparently there was just chants and singing the whole time, but I think a lot of it came off at least through Peacock as white noise and you could hear the crowds chanting and stuff like that, but it was very difficult to really make out what they were saying. But Drew McIntyre was huge. You know, Hmm. uh, I guess there was more of a, a proponent that people wanted, uh, Damian Priest to win there, even though LA Knight was the big pop and stuff like that. I mean, even in his areas, like there was a lot of Damian Priest fans. Uh, Finn Balor got a lot of love, which once again, you'd expect that around home too. But considering the difference of how Finn Balor has been, you know, I was kind of surprised to find out that there was a lot of people there in the actual audience that were uh, Finn Balor fans. So, well, by by the way, this too. Yeah, the people are chanting at Roman, and it's like, ah, oh, it's kind of funny, and you know, the people are doing that. Uh, let me tell you why the people are doing that, because they're sitting on their fucking thumbs. Yeah, because you gave them a regular ass fucking house show match, and I don't want to get all worked up again. Right, right, no, late, no, I'm way just telling too late you for that. 
Just but telling like, you from the guys that were actually there. Oh, oh, I know, but like that's that to me. That's that's what lends to that. Where if Roman's sitting there and he's like, "Well, why do they keep telling me to go fuck myself? And why are they having <laughs> these loud chants trying to entertain you? Because you're not doing your fucking job, yeah. Roman. Because you went out there. Oh, oh, you can't say that about about what do you fucking know? Well, guess what? If people are so not interested. In your main event blood. Well, they feud. must have been interested if they were fucking chanting by the thousands. If they're chanting a fucking piece of shit. No, that that's not interested. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's I don't like know. the definition of bored, dude. No, like, he yeah. is a piece of shit, though. Rowan Reigns is a piece <laughs> of shit. Like, look at all the people he's fucked over. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty piece of shit. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he is, but they're not paying attention to the match because they'd rather just call him an asshole. <laughs> it's one thing just, do you see what I'm saying? Like when people are like, Oh, in a match when some, they're like, Oh, asshole, asshole. Like, okay. That goes on for 30 seconds. And right. I know it's England or whatever, but then going for 10 minutes. Cause you're bored. <laughs> people do that. Cause they're bored. Yeah. But you uh, know, I was giving Ricky a shout out. Thank you very much for fucking hitting yeah, us up. Dude. Thank you for that. And uh, much love to everybody listening to us live. Much love to the people listening to us on the download. Uh, join patreon.com forward slash wrestling soup for more stuff. Still got a book read to come up. And uh, we got more shows this week. Obviously, Kevin Castle. I'm not sure if we're going to be doing Tuesday or Wednesday with Kevin. Um, but he's going to obviously have his thoughts on Money in the Bank as well. And then I believe we're going to be covering the Junkyard Dog, Dark Side of the Ring as well, too. So. That was a good episode. Yeah. That's a really good episode. Yeah. So, and then of course, there's a wrestling soup and Frankie Goss and everything else. And much love to all the shows that fucking support us that we support as well. We will see you soon. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. Bow. Like the fuse. Eat your shit. Yes. Yeah.